On this podcast, we try to cover a broad range of financial topics for doctors, dentists, and other professionals, right from the real basics to really complicated stuff. And today, we're going to be covering something more at the basic end, and that is why every doctor, dentist, or in fact, anyone should have an emergency fund. The Medics Money podcast helps doctors, dentists, and other professionals make better financial decisions. Hosted by myself, Dr. Tommy Perkins, a GP. And by me, Dr. Ed Cantelow, a GP, but also a chartered accountant and chartered tax advisor. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute any form of advice and tax allowances and rates are subject to change. Right, it's so good to be back with you, mate, because we haven't done one for a while. You've just recovered from COVID. Yep, yep. Despite all the all the jabs and the booster, sadly, I did get COVID. And it wasn't too bad, but it was like a really, really bad cold, basically. Although since then, I've been absolutely knackered. Like, I don't know if it's linked or maybe it's just the time of year. Who knows? But is amazing really like the impact of the vaccines you know yeah i've definitely. seen it in my work just we used to phone up people to check they're okay and some of them weren't and now in the main if you've been vaccinated so i just wanted to say to whoever who made the vaccine thank you so much yeah the vaccines have been brilliant i mean if you think about where we were everyone in this in itu in march 2020 whatever and i got covid but it was just a bad cold for a couple of days do you remember when we had to make our own PPE as well with Rolls-Royce, which yeah, yeah. was amazing. Rolls-Royce just hooked us up and helped us make 10,000 visors for our friends. Uh, or not our friends, we haven't got 10,000 friends. But I definitely don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we actually made a podcast on that as well. Uh, so check that out if you want to know. But yeah, there's been lots of publicity about people doing things that they shouldn't during the pandemic, specifically in Downing Street. But the vaccine makers, I mean, amazing. So yeah, legends. Thanks. Like, legend's an overused word, but definitely. So, really great that you're back. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is we have got some more reviews. And reviews help other doctors to find this podcast. And thank you to anyone who's shared this podcast with their friends, left us a review or a rating, because amazingly, we've just passed quarter of a million downloads, which is kind of crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, averaging 25,000 a month. And that just means all of those listeners are getting a chance to make a better financial decision. So we really appreciate your support and we couldn't do it without you. But I thought we'd just go through a couple of the reviews. So the first one is from DocVK27, who says, just wanted to thank the Medics Money team for great financial education, some specific financial suggestions about working as a doctor in the NHS. One such specific financial suggestion that got me refunded thousands of pounds and it was just an off-the-cuff comment during the podcast that wasn't even the main theme of that podcast. I, I want to know what that was. Yeah, I know what I was saying. Did she, did she go and say what that, what that was? Or he or she? Because that sounds brilliant. Yeah, I'd like to know. Yeah, so that's good. And we have some other reviews as well. So MTV Paul. Do you think MTV Paul might be from our kind of generation? Because... Some of the listeners to this might not know what MTV is. Yeah, I used to love MTV. But it's I'm amazing, 41. wasn't it? Yeah. Whatever happened to it? And VH1 later on. VH1, you're right. And the box. Anyway, <laughs> I'll stop now. We digress. This is an absolute essential for all doctors. We spend so much time, energy and money, exclamation mark, on our professional development, but so little on our financial development. All the topics are relevant and the guys make everything so clear and approachable. I've learned so much. 
I'm always recommending this podcast and website to my colleagues. Thank you so much, MTV Paul. That really helps us. Finally, an orthopedic surgeon says thanks so much to the Medics Money team for all the work you do to improve the health of doctors. I found so many useful money-saving tips from listening to your podcast. We find this so rewarding to help our colleagues in this way. We love it when you leave us a review and a rating because it helps other doctors to find this. So thank you so much for your support. Yeah, thanks, guys. Please keep them coming. Absolutely. And just if you can't leave us a rating of you, just tell your friends about it because then they can have a chance to make better financial decisions as well. So, yeah, like I said, we talk about really complicated things on the podcast, which is great. But sometimes I think the most gains can be made from just doing the basics well and there's something that we talked about in our ebook, which is totally free to download at medicsmoney.co.uk forward slash ebook, which is really important. And we haven't talked about it on the podcast. And that is an emergency fund. So I thought we should talk about that today. So I think a large part of making sure your finances are healthy is ensuring you can survive a financial shock. So I'm going to call this your financial fitness and as we all know, patients that are physiologically fit have a much better capacity to recover from the unexpected shock of sudden illness or injury, as we see every day. But how fit are your finances? What is your financial fitness and capacity to deal with an unexpected shock? So there's many ways to increase your financial fitness. And one of those is to think about insuring your income using income protection, critical illness insurance and life insurance. We've talked about that a lot and I'm not going to talk about it again today, but a really simple way to boost your resilience and improve your financial fitness is to get an emergency fund and I can see you thinking what is an em I know you know what an emergency fund is but imagine you didn't yeah fair enough imagine I don't know what that is Tommy please tell me all about it yeah that was really good and convincing <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, I'm watching my cats we're recording this in my in my house again and uh, my, my cats just curled up it's a really rainy day they just all caught up fast asleep and I'm just thinking I wish I was a cat. It's a great day to record a podcast. It's absolutely foul out there. So to answer your really spontaneous question about what is an emergency fund, an emergency fund is an instantly accessible cash reserve sufficient to cover your living expenses for a defined period. And that defined period, how many months of emergency fund you choose to have, will depend on your personal circumstances. So if you're employed by the NHS on a permanent contract, you will benefit from some sick pay benefits and some other benefits. So maybe you only need three months. But if you're a locum doctor or you're self-employed with a young family or other dependents, you may choose to have six to nine months in reserve. And that reserve is just your expenses. So if you've got a mortgage or rent, it would cover that. You're just day-to-day -day living expenses that you could use to cover that if you have any problems. Yeah, it's important to say that it's expenses here, aren't we? We're not saying save six months of your gross salary or anything like that. We're just saying work out what your expenses are and make sure you've got a reserve of three to six months. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not six months of your gross salary, just of your expenses, as you said. Because then even if you can't work and you get ill or your income stops, you've got some breathing room and some financial fitness to deal with the shock. And doctors are in secure employment and reasonably well-paid. Not as well-paid as we used to, thanks to 30% uh, pay cut in real terms over the last 10 years. But we won't go on about that today because we've done that one a lot. But sometimes doctors think, well, I'm a doctor. I'll never be unemployed. I won't get ill and I won't fall on hard times. Therefore, I don't need an emergency fund. But I'm going to give you five reasons why even doctors need an emergency fund. So our employment is 
secure-ish, but even doctors can get unemployed. During the recent pandemic, some doctors and dentists, you know, couldn't find work because I think locum GP struggled a lot and dentists definitely struggled. Most elective private work stopped. So these doctors never anticipated the pandemic and they never anticipated being out of work. And those without an emergency fund likely felt the financial stress of that. So unexpected things happen even to doctors. That's number one reason. Number two reason, which we get a lot, is I can use my credit card if I get in trouble. So as well-paid professionals, we do have access to large amounts of credit if needed. So why not just use your credit card as an emergency fund instead? But if you think about it logically, taking out extremely high interest rate bad debt at the very moment your income and therefore your ability to repay this debt has stopped is a recipe for getting in a lot of financial trouble. And in my opinion, the only use that high-earning professionals should have for credit cards is to collect the cash back and the other perks of using a credit card. And if you can, you must try and pay that balance off in full each month. And you don't need to tell me that that sometimes is not possible, especially if you're paying for super expensive exams, etc., etc. I've been there. I understand it. But really, that credit card is bad debt. You don't want to get bad debt. It's destroying your net worth and you need to repay it as soon as possible. And it's not really an effective emergency fund, in my opinion. Don't know what your thoughts are on that mate no i totally agree definitely try and avoid that if you can yeah speaking from experience on that one to be honest so number three it can also make insurance cheaper so i talked about income protection a critical illness and life insurance many times so those policies come with what's called a deferment period at the start so that basically is the time before that policy pays out so if you had an income protection insurance with a one month deferment period then it would pay out after you've not had any income for a month if you could extend that period to say six months because you've got a six month emergency fund saved up, then that may make that insurance cheaper. So the emergency fund just increases your capacity to survive without your income and it might help to make insurances cheaper. And the final reason, I mean, there's loads more, but I just thought I'd go for five because it's a nice yeah, catchy nice number. number. If you're investing, you need to avoid fire sales. Okay, so what do I mean by that? If you're gonna start investing, when you still got high interest rate, bad debt on your credit card or without a suitable emergency fund. And that is, in my opinion, a terrible idea. If you have a financial shock and all your money is tied up in investments, you might be forced to make an unplanned fire sale of those investments to release the cash. And having an unplanned fire sale of your investments like this might result in you having to sell an asset at below its market value. So great for whoever is buying the assets from you, but terrible for you. So that's five reasons why you need an emergency fund. As I said, super simple, but an absolutely key point of financial planning. So if you don't have an emergency fund just do it now and the way that you can start saving that money up is to use pay yourself first and if you don't know about that check the ebook out because i think pay yourself first is a great way to do that and if you've already got investments or you've got lots of dependents or high amount of non-discretionary spending like a massive mortgage and you've got no emergency fund your financial fitness is severely compromised and you've got to do something about it now so I like to think about the emergency fund as like the moat of a castle, slightly medieval analogy, but the moat kind of fends off attackers for a few months. It's not a long-term solution. That's what life insurance, income protection, critical illness, etc., is for. But the moat can just fend off attackers for three to six months 
and hopefully help you to maintain your current lifestyle even if you were to be unable to earn. Now, I know what you're thinking and the common question that we get asked about this because we're always going on about how inflation is effectively eroding the value of cash because inflation is currently 5.4%. Yeah, I think it's going to expect to go up to 7.5% shortly or something. I mean, you predicted that inflation was going to rise back in October 2021. Yeah, I think the, the writing was on the wall about that one. But uh, yeah, lo and behold, it's coming true. Yeah, so inflation's 5.4%. Interest rates on cash savings is less than 1%. So the value of your cash is going down in real terms every year. So you might reasonably ask, how can I protect my emergency fund from inflation? And I like where your head at is there because you're thinking about the damage that inflation is doing to your savings. But really, the purpose of the emergency fund is not to make money like your investments. It's just to be easily accessible when you need it in an emergency. So you're just going to have to try and ignore the fact that inflation is destroying it because you don't want to invest this money because if you need it in a hurry, it might not be a good time to do it. Yeah. But I have got a few ideas of what you could do. And this is not financial advice, obviously. But one option is premium bonds. And we've talked about those before, particularly tax efficient. Not sure the returns are that great, but you know, what can you do? But the key thing is that it's safe. You can get your premium bonds back at any moment, unlike investment income. And the other thing that might be suitable to your own research is what's called an offset mortgage. And again, the ebook talks about those. And offset mortgage basically means that if you have a high balance in your account, that is offset against your mortgage. And it's a great way if you're self-employed and you've got to keep your tax money aside, you keep that in the offset part of your mortgage and it reduces the amount you pay. Don't know what your thoughts are on that. I think that's all very good. As you say, the key point really is what you want is something that's got a high amount of liquidity which basically is jargon for easy access to it so the whole point of this emergency fund as Tommy says isn't to put it in somewhere really liquid like buying a property that will take years to get value or to sell or whatever you need to put it in somewhere that's very highly liquid so certain cash accounts you know premium bonds whatever anything where you can easily get the money immediately if you need it that's that's yep. the key thing here not advice but i split it between premium bonds about half in premium bonds and the other half i just keep in cash and i try not to think about what i just said which is uh, inflation is 5.4 percent the interest rate i'm getting on that cash is about half a percent and i just don't think about that because the purpose of the emergency fund is not to make you money in like an investment it's to protect you from losing money should something bad happen and bad things do happen yeah, and if you win loads of money on the, the premium bonds, will you be remembering your friend, Ed? I occasionally win like £25. I mean, in my experience, the returns do. on premium bonds are terrible. Yeah, I think that's something in the papers not that long ago about how they're not, not great, but you never know. I guess. Got to be in it to win it. That's all I need to win it. And you can easily get your money back if you, if you need to pay any major expense. Exactly. So, yeah, something pretty simple, but underrated i think and hopefully you're convinced why even doctors and dentists need an emergency fund yeah any thoughts on that yeah well i just want to say just in terms of trying to build up that emergency fund so we talked about making sure that where it goes is very liquid and that's obviously important but for those of you who don't have an emergency fund please don't panic or get too flustered or anything like that just remember you won't necessarily need it all immediately just try and think about how you can build that emergency fund so you may want to first of all try and calculate what your expenses are in a month as i say we're talking about all those amounts that you have to pay for in an emergency so your rent or mortgage sort of grocery certain bills you know don't don't include dinners out that sort of stuff just go for the things that you would definitely have to pay in an emergency each month multiply that by three to six you know however cautious you want to be and then start trying to find a way to, to try and build that up and as tommy said pay yourself first is, is really really good find a way to automate your savings so automatically getting 
savings out of your account into a savings account or wherever you want to put it that's really useful and of course try and capitalize on any savings opportunities you may get and one of them if you come across other money so for example a tax refund if you use our step-by-step -step free guide to claim a tax rebate and you get lots of money back fingers crossed and maybe use that into your emergency fund there's different things you can do i like to think that our hard-working colleagues when they get a tax rebate by using our tax guide go and blow it on something amazing like a meal out with their friends and stuff but that's not the financially responsible <laughs> thing to recommend and you should help that to build up your emergency fund maybe do like half in your emergency fund and half yeah there you go everything moderation but we all need to cheer ourselves up sometimes don't we so yeah definitely do something nice and use some of it for uh, an emergency fund brilliant so if you like the basic side of financial planning and you want to get your own financial plan which is going to help to grow your wealth our ebook is for that and really at the end of the day improving your wealth is actually really really simple you just need to spend less than you earn and you can do that by making sure you're tax efficient making sure you're not spending things on that you don't know invest the difference that you save up there and protect yourself against disaster that's it spend less than you earn invest the difference protect yourself against disaster simple and the ebook is a super simple way to get started with all the basics great well i look forward to catching up with you all on the next medics money podcast don't forget to subscribe and you'll get information and if you download the ebook you'll also get loads of extra information that our thirty-two thousand email subscribers get which is nice insane that's a lot it is and i try not to make typos in those emails. <laughs> yeah have to read them with a fine-tooth comb uh, but also guys if there's anything you want us to try and cover if you want things that are more basic if you want things that are more complicated if you have any ideas of what you want us to cover which we haven't yet just let us know i'm sure we can find a way to accommodate absolutely yep so you've heard probably on some of the podcast we've got actual listeners questions in a voice memo so you just send us a voice memo to team at medicsmoney.co.uk me and ed still read all of those emails and filter them out and work out what's going to be best and some of our best episodes have come from listeners questions so yeah, definitely please send us questions in team at medicsmoney.co.uk and also just say please don't be offended if we don't reply to every single email because we do get quite a lot and that's great and we try and cover them in podcasts and some we reply to and so on but we're doing our best so please don't be offended if we haven't replied to you yet absolutely great all right I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode yeah see you later guys thanks everything